Welcome to the Let's Talk BS podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Sophia. And we're coming to you live from the... 757. Good morning, Brian. Hey, good morning, Sophia. How you doing? I'm good. It's How good. are you doing? Doing good. I feel like, look, we feel like we... Where we dress, man, I feel like it's like the movie Dead Presidents. Like, we about to go <laughs> rob somebody. We got the all black hoodies on. <laughs> you know That's what I mean? Funny. Like, we about to come, you know, come come get somebody's bag. Look, I looked outside and I was like, man, it's jury outside. It's... It looks bad out there. I was like, I'm about to go record this podcast. Yeah. I'm going to pick up Carter early from school. Uh-oh. Once Jada and Maya gets home, I don't plan on leaving the house for the rest of the day. I heard that. Yeah. I, I hear you. I, today definitely does feel like one of those days where it's kind of like, you know, I don't know, just feels like you just want to relax, be in the house, um, you know, not necessarily be the most productive, I would say, you know, just kind of, you know, kick it and relax. I mean, we've had a pretty eventful week. Um, you know, I mean, not not too crazy, but yesterday was a long day, I know, for myself. So today I definitely feel like I'm kind of relaxed and I got some paperwork and stuff I got to look over. So I'm going to probably do that a little bit later myself. Yeah. So I get it. I definitely understand. Yeah, I checked out early yesterday, but it was a great event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yesterday we had... Uh, off the bus. Yeah, so yesterday we had uh, an event. Um, it's called Ninja Selling. I think we've mentioned it a couple times now. Um, and it was pretty cool, you know. So we've... The first... First time we went through it, um, it was just, you know, us mortgage bankers here at our office, um, Atlantic Bay. Um, yeah, and if you remember, we actually talked about it um, in some of the earlier episodes where we were talking about, you know, changing your mindset and, mm-hmm. you know, focusing on your mind. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully, you know, if your mindset is changed, then it'll change your focus. Absolutely. You move forward, so. Absolutely, yeah. yeah we offered so. the class to real estate agents and opened it up for people to come and kind of get some of the knowledge that we learn so they can change their mindset and hopefully change their business structure. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, it was given to us, us mortgage bankers, we went through it. And so yesterday was a way to kind of give it to the real estate agents because there was a lot of pieces in there, a lot of information that was dealing with real estate agents. Um, So we invited a lot of our referral partners out yesterday um, and had a session there over at ODU, you know, old stomping ground. So, um, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Uh, a lot of, a lot of folks said they liked it. Um, they enjoyed it. They enjoyed the information. They enjoyed, you know, just kind of a different way of going about and looking, looking at things. So, um, it was cool. I had a really, had a really good time. Like I said, it was a long day. Um, you yeah. know, so I'm, I'm definitely dragging a little bit this morning. Um, <laughs> that's why I got my black hoodie on, you know? So, um, but yeah, but yeah, nah, it was cool. It was cool. How was, um, I was last weekend, and then I guess leading up to yesterday, we kind of did the reverse of what we normally do. Um, but how, how was your weekend last weekend? Shoot, I don't even remember what I did last weekend, honestly. Okay. What? I know you was in Charlotte the weekend before, so you probably Correct. just kind of just relaxed, chill this past weekend since yeah, you on Yeah, okay, the road. so I got, oh, I had, okay, so Saturday I had to get up, I had to go to the chiropractor then I had to take my daughter to practice and then um it, I actually wanted to change out like I had been wanting to change out my bedroom sheets and comforter set like you know how you fix up your bedroom and look nice yeah like I had had my same comforters for a while now so yeah. I was like okay I want to change like the color almost kind of like spring cleaning mm-hmm. what you do during that time but not really so I changed up everything and um, did all of that, grabbed some lunch with um, my teenager, 
and then pretty much just went home. I mean, I didn't really do anything. I worked over the weekend. I sent out pre-approval letters and stuff. I actually yeah. got contacted by three or four different people. So okay. that was a good thing. Um, had some things. I think last weekend, I think I went, had three or four go under contract. So Okay. That's good. That's good yeah. stuff. And I don't usually talk about my contract, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so last weekend was, um, was good. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. That's yeah, cool. That's so, cool. but as far as personally, I didn't do anything. I didn't go anywhere. I do want to check out Creed, so I might yeah. put that on the, you know, bucket list this weekend. But okay. I just gotta figure out like if there's any sex scenes in the in the movie. Oh, yeah. Um, just make sure it doesn't have that because if I do go, I have to bring my kids with me. So what is it? You know what is rated? Is it like PG thirteen? PG thirteen. Yeah. So okay. PG thirteen could Typically, potentially have. Like, like, yeah, like not a, little, a like, full sex scene yeah, where like they kissing, have, yeah, yeah, I mean, kinda, kissing ain't even crazy, you know what I mean? Like, I don't even, so PG 13, I'm trying to think again, I don't even pay it, I, you know, as, you, as you come like adult, relationships and stuff like that, like yeah. it'll show kissing, it but they ain't gonna show people in the bed at PG 13, are they? I don't no, that's why so. I need to check. I can't remember. See, I can watch everything, yeah, so. that's what I said. When you when you're at a point where it's like, because I don't, I know for me, I don't, you know, I don't look to see if a move what the movie rating is. Um, I did when I was younger, you know, obviously even then I was still watching movies. But I probably even, shouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> even then I remember like when we used to go to the movies, if it said rated R, you just couldn't go at a certain time. Oh, for then, real? At least for me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ours, ours was, you had to, you had to, if it was a rated R movie, you had to show, um, ID or what, what we, the way we used to get around it. You had it. to show ID when it was a certain time though, right? Nah, it was just, if it was a rated R movie, you had to show ID. But oh. the thing is what we used to do to kind of circumvent that joint is you could buy movie tickets ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And so we would have, like, an adult buy the movie mm-hmm. ticket for us ahead of time. Yeah, so if you already had too. the ticket, then it, they wouldn't, they, they would already think, they like, hey, you've already, it, yeah, yeah. They, they would think that you've already gotten checked or whatever. So, yeah, we used, cause we used to go to the movies all the time. Like, Friday nights was Correct. the thing, and I had one of my, uh, hey, to put him on the spot, I had one of my buddies, his, uh, his grandfather was like, he was our transportation. This is before you could drive. This was like, yeah. you know, you were 13, 14 years old. And he would drop us off at the mall and we would walk around the mall all like all Friday from like this about six like o'clock. So that was military circle. That was one that was the main one. And we went to several different ones, but that was the main one. When uh, we I first to military moved circle. here, I went to military circle and I was like, What in the hood is this? Yeah, it was a hood. Yeah, we would so we would literally Where I'm just thinking I? about it now. It's crazy. Like we would literally walk around, like we would get dropped off so school. You know, back then, we'd get out, you know, 3, 4 o'clock or whatever, because this was middle school, and even, like, my freshman year in high school sometimes, too. But they, uh, we would get dropped off, like, you know, after maybe around, like, 5, 6, maybe about 6 o'clock. We would yeah. get dropped off at the uh, the mall, and we would walk around the mall for two hours because the mall closed at 9 every day, That's you know, crazy. every day. So we'd walk around from, like, 6 to 8. We would get something to eat from the food court, just chill, you know, go into stores, look at stuff we not going to buy. And just kind of just talk, try to see right. girls, and then we would always finish it off by like typically going to the movies. You know what I'm saying? If there was a new movie that just came out that Friday yeah. that was like everybody was like you know hyped about, we would go check the movie out. Or there was a um, in military there was a place called Flipper McCoy's that was right behind. It was like a big like almost like how Dave and Buster's is like right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so we would walk across the street to Flipper McCoy's and like play games and hang out or whatever. And then he his his yeah his grandfather would pick us up right around eleven. That was like eleven o'clock was like the kind of the cutoff time, you know. What I mean, typically at that age or whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's that's uh that's funny. That's that's crazy. That's crazy. So yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, I don't think PG thirteen 
would have sex scenes. I'm just trying to think, but I don't we know. We're going to see, because yeah. I can't, you know, obviously go into a movie and take a four-year-old and a seven-year-old, <laughs> you know what I mean? But Maya, you know, she's she's older. Yeah. You know, it's a little bit different. She's about to be in high school. Yeah. But the little ones, I'm not taking them to see that, now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm no. good on that. So we'll see. We'll see if I can squeeze that in, or even if I can get a sitter or something, you know, somebody that usually I don't have, like, sitters unless they have kids type of situation for yeah. the most part. Yeah. So, okay. Um, cool. What'd yeah. you do last weekend? Yeah, my last weekend, um, let's see. I look like a boy in this camera. My hair pulled back. <laughs> I told you, like, we about to go rob somebody, man. Um, but now, nah, yeah, last okay. weekend, my son had his last basketball game, so that was pretty cool. Okay. Um, you know, he, they did well. They was excited. He was shooting shots. He didn't make us. He didn't score no no baskets this weekend, but he shot the ball a lot. Um, he's progressed a lot. I was talking to the coach after the season, uh, after the game, and we both were like, "Yeah, man, my son had gotten a lot better." So, you know, throughout the season, and you know, he was talking about like what his son was getting ready to do with sport. And my son's about to start soccer here in about two weeks. Um, I need to register Jada for soccer. Yeah, yeah. So he already, we which already got his cleats. Doing? We're doing it uh, through the Y, the YMCA. What, which location? Um, off of it's like in the Hickory area. It's like off of Battlefield, like Great okay. Bridge, I guess you could say. Okay. Yeah. So we um, we got him signed up already. Already got his cleats. Already got his shin guards. All of that ready. Um, he had him on in the house. You know, this so he's his excited. First time? Uh, well, no, nah, this is his first time playing. Soccer through the Y. He played at the uh, at the Virginia Beach Fieldhouse um, during the summer of last year. Um, so yeah, so yeah, he played uh, played there with the little Look, kickers. Matter of fact, so when Maya was doing volleyball at the Fieldhouse, one of the very first times that we got there, my son he had on his Crocs and he had on like a hoodie, and I remember him having his hands in his hoodie and he was walking like this, and he see the girl, you know, see, he sees all the girls playing volleyball for the most part. There were some guys out there, but, you know, for the most part, it's girls playing volleyball, right? At least at the at the field house during the time we, frame we were there. And then right across from the main courts that we would be at, like, seven and eight, I think it is, the, the um, soccer field was right there. And so, it was a bunch of little kids over there playing, and they were like, I don't think they were as young as he was, but they probably could have been like five, seven, that range mm-hmm. of age. And so he was like, "All right, mommy, I'm going over here with the boys," and like literally tried to walk in <laughs> and go over there without me. And I was like, "No, that's not." How this <laughs> works. Yeah, yeah, you try to participate. Yes, he was so excited. Yeah, that's cool. So. That's cool. That's cool, man. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, my son, he's um, he's ready for football. I'm mean, not excuse me, not football, soccer. but that is, that a, is football. a version of football, right? That's the original. The original football. version of football. He's ready for soccer. Um, I've said football because the uh, the coaches, his son, is getting ready to start football. Um, mm-hmm. So they're doing different sports. But so uh, we took him to his last game. That was cool. He enjoyed himself. And then uh, my, I went to my parents' house, which was pretty cool. Haven't been over there in a couple months. Um, so we stopped by there. Um, cause we actually went to a baby shower, Brooke and I did. So, um, an agent that I work with that's, uh, on the other side of the water, she's, uh, in Hampton, Newport News area in the peninsula. Um, she, uh, is expecting, um, her and her now husband, they just got married, mm-hmm. um, are expecting their first child together. And uh, so they invited us to a, uh, baby shower and it was an adult baby shower. So they were like, Hey, can't bring the kids. 
Um, this is something that you know they wanted to do or whatnot. So we're like, all right, cool. So my I my parents' house is actually where they bring kids. You said what? I never knew that you brought kids or that was an option to bring kids to a baby shower. I always thought it was like always no kids. Oh no, I mean. Nah, I, I don't. I don't think. Uh, I mean, I've been to baby showers where there's kids before. I mean, I actually been to several baby showers where there's kids before. So, oh, mm-hmm. no, yeah. I never knew that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's most of the time. Like how you said, if you don't have a babysitter and you want to go, I mean, you got to have your kids with you. You know what I'm saying? So they just wanted to make sure the folks knew that, um, you know, not to bring your kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah. Anyway, um, we went to the baby shower. Uh, it was really. It was a good time. It was a good time. You know, like I said, we dropped the kids off over my parents' house, who are on the way uh, to the peninsula. So it was pretty cool for them to hang out with their their pop-pop and uh, grandmother. Uh, we also stopped by my wife's uh, mother, my mother-in-law. It was her birthday this weekend, so uh, we went over there and sung happy birthday to her as well. So that was pretty cool. Um, we got some uh, cupcakes from Sweet Cream, which is our favorite local bakery here. Um, it's black-owned, support them. We get all of our cakes through there. I was talking to Brooke, though. Um, the prices... They've skyrocketed, like, I mean, they've basically doubled. Yeah, they basically doubled, but at the same time, I mean, I, I will say that the quality of what their of their cakes have always stayed the same, and I understand everybody's feeling the, uh, you know, feeling inflation. You know, eggs are more expensive, flour's more expensive, sugar's more expensive. So I, I understand, I get it, I get it. But uh, but anyway, we went to the um. Yeah, went to the, went custom to the, birthday cakes cost just as much as a wedding cake. I feel like a small, like a mediocre wedding cake. Gotcha. It, it, it is expensive. Yeah, very expensive. <laughs> yeah. But like I said, I support, man. I support my folks, man. If I can afford to do it, I'm going to do it. Um, but anyway. Like cake, though. So it makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you we know, went to I bought, the... Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I bought a sweet cream birthday cake for my son. Mm-hmm. We ate, a, a, like, a slither of it. Mm-hmm. And the rest of it we threw in the trash. Mm. Not that it was nasty, but... It was really good, actually. But nobody is a cake eater at my house. Gotcha. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I probably just wouldn't do birthday cakes then, right? I mean, if you're just going to throw it away, if nobody really eats it, maybe do something else. I mean, there's other things that you could potentially do, like a cupcake. Um, you know, I don't know, cupcakes, yeah. I would say, but or they, something they smaller. They like the excitement of having a cake. Like, my son asked for a cake, like, multiple times. Okay. And so. Yeah, you got to give them what they want. Yeah. So that makes sense. My bad. Sorry, I keep cutting you off. <laughs> you do. <laughs> you uh-huh. do. But um but yeah, now nah, we went to, like I said, we went to the baby shower. It was a Hawaiian themed baby shower. So we walked in to give you a lay. Um, you know, they uh they had a whole bunch of different games, they had music. It was cool. Like I like it was upbeat, it was an adult uh atmosphere, you know, they played the games, you know, had drinks going. What um, games did y'all play? Uh, they had a game where you put an, uh, a ball between your leg and you had to run. It was like a, it was a glass, so you had two teams. Um, so you, you run with the ball, kind of trying to waddle, I guess you could say, with the ball, and you have, like, your belly with a uh, big balloon, like mm-hmm. you're pregnant, mm-hmm. and you got to drop this ball into a almost like a mason jar kind of glass, mm. um, and it's team. So, you, you know, once you do it, you go back, the other person comes. So that was pretty cool. Um, then they also had... Like a like a part that I like, it was like name that song. So they had teams of people where you could the DJ it was a DJ that was playing music, and again obviously with the baby shower you couldn't you you couldn't say the word baby right that was the thing right. So all the songs had the word baby in it, 
So you had to describe the song without saying the word baby. So it was pretty <laughs> cool. Was cool. Yeah, so yeah. the DJ would play the song. You know, one of the songs was Ashanti, baby, baby, baby. Like, you know what I mean? And it had, like, just a whole bunch of songs that had the word baby in it. And it was cool. And, like, people were like, oh, ba-, uh, you know, trying to get it. Yeah. And there was some stuttering and stuff. So Because I'm over here sitting thinking, like, okay, how would I describe that song? Correct, like, correct. with Ashanti. Because I can't even, like think of how it starts without singing exactly the, and that's how he did it dj he was cutting the music where it makes you fit like the urge to say the word but then you can't say the word yeah. so it, it was pretty cool that, that was pretty dope um and then they did uh what else i mean they did like uh you know the belly thing where you yeah. how 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 big the belly is and mm-hmm. you get a prize and stuff so i mean they had a couple different things there man kind of your usual things uh at a baby shower, but it was cool. It was cool. Like I said, we had a really, really good time. The food was good. They had a pasta bar um, there where, you know, they had a chef there, you know, making the food. You got to pick what you want, and they, excuse me, they would make it, um, which was really, really tasty. Um, So then after that, Brooke and I left, and we were like, yo, let's go do something ourselves. We don't really get no time like this. So we we attempted to go, like, the downtown Hampton and, like, go to a bar and, um, and, you know, have a drink and get some food or something like that, and uh but that kind of failed because it was packed. Every place down there was packed. The weather was really, really pretty decent this this past weekend. So a lot of folks was out. Mm-hmm. Um, so we was like, you know what? Let's just go get the kids. So, so. it wasn't it wasn't like a um, an event or anything. It was just like nah. It was warm. just you know how it is. It's like it's been cold yeah. for a while. People been inside. So it's it's now. I would say spring's not officially here until I think like a week or two from now. But like the weather is is saying that spring is here. So I think daylight savings is this pa- is this. It is this upcoming weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's this coming weekend. So, yeah, yeah. I actually I'm saw that. I'm excited about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we don't have to. Yeah. Like, I get excited about it going into the winter. Like, yes, you know, it gets dark earlier. And then when summer's getting ready to come, I'm like, whoo, yes. Mm-hmm. We can stay out later. <laughs> yeah, because sunset now, sunset's like around like 6 or mm-hmm. set, like around 6, 6.30. So now, like you said, it'll be like 7.30-ish, mm-hmm. you know, 8 o'clock, you know, as we get you know, later into the spring and summer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we went to, like I said, we went to the little bar, tried to get in, we couldn't, couldn't get in, um, get seated anyway. So we ended up just picking the kids up, hung out at my parents' house for a little bit. It was pretty cool catch up. They were telling us all the crazy things that the youngest were doing while they were watching them. And then, um, the kids was, was extremely tired because as soon as they, uh, got in the car, I mean, they nodded out. Um, so yeah, and we were tired too. And I went to sleep pretty early that night on Saturday. And then Sunday, we just kind of chilled. I mean, we didn't really do much on Sunday, your normal stuff, um, you know. But, yeah, weekend was pretty cool. Like I said, it had a good time at the baby shower. Um, I know kind of going back to, like, work-related things, I know I think it was Tuesday, um, Jerome Powell, you know, the head of the Fed chair, he, uh, he spoke in front of Congress about, you know, just kind of the state of what's been going on. And um, he had some interesting things to say and had a – the market kind of reacted negatively towards it where, Mm -hmm. you know, he said that, you know, the last time they raised the Fed rate, they did it, you know, lower than what they've normally been doing because they've been seeing positive signs of inflation going down. Um, But he said he kind of regrets doing that because inflation numbers actually went up, you know, over the month of January and in February. So, um he was like, he thinks it's going to be a little rocky, you know, he thinks it's going to probably have to be a little bit more of a more aggressive towards inflation to really kind of get things in order because we're still nowhere near where we need to be. And so um, on the bond market, there was a negative impact, which 
had rates go up. And then something else that happened or that is happening um, that we didn't talk about, um, but, you know, it's coming down the pipe is those uh, loan level price adjustments. Um, You know, yeah, those loan level price adjustments actually, when it comes to the uh, mortgages or the, you know, the, yeah, the mortgage is being delivered to Fannie and Freddie. Um, those are being delivered May 1st. So as of May 1st, um, those mortgages are going to have a major change in um, pricing when it comes to like credit scores and debt to income ratios. And, and most of them are, are negative, unfortunately. So um, we're already having to start to to uh, disclose those now so when we're you know locking in mortgages yeah. you know we're having to go ahead and have those adjustments shown now because by the time they get delivered to Fannie and Freddie it'll be you know around May 1st so we're seeing a lot of the changes in pricing on top of you know some of the uh, you know some of the things that haven't been trending in the right direction so a little tough time right now um, I think everyone out there is kind of feeling it um, you know, a bit, uh, but you know, I mean, this is where you kind of really got to make yourself, um, and, and really go out there and do the activities that's going to generate the business and, um, you know, help the consumer because folks are still buying houses. Um, it's still happening. I mean, inventory is still low. Um, so that is a positive sign in the grand scheme of things, but you know, on a smaller level, there are a lot of, you know, obstacles that we're having to try to overcome. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah people yeah. are still buying houses and, you know, we're still trying to convince people to buy houses and, you know, let them know, like, how important it is. And I actually just recently had this conversation with my cousin because um, her apartment got flooded. Mm. And it actually came from the people who lived above, who lives above her. Okay. And so this is the second time that it's happened in the last 12 months. Oh, wow. Okay. she's had to file a claim with her insurance and she has a lot of stuff damaged. And okay. And like, um, what's even crazier is, like, our... Um, so for me, my, um, my dress from, um, Eritrea, it's, it's a traditional dress and it, it's, it comes with like these vibrant colors and stuff like that. And it, it's, um, typically made over in Africa and then shipped to us. At least that's how we do it. Mm -hmm. And, um, she had hers like hacked away. And it was kind of like on the floor in a sense. Mm-hmm. And so all that stuff got damaged. It's just, you know, things that you can't really get back. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, I mean, you can, you can get it remade, but it's just not the same. Correct. You know, so. Yeah. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Especially I mean, with it, like you said, it sucks because it's, it's not, not even her hers. Issue. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know like, because I, mean? like, so, I mean, that could happen in a house that you own too. It can. But, but, but it when it's harder when it's not something that's, yeah. Issue. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. you look at the apartment complex like, hey, what you going to do about it? And they're, you know, moving their feet slow to get the, the problem resolved. And then not, and also because it didn't not only happen. Once, but it happened twice. Yeah. In the past. And you know that there's, there's, I mean, and speaking of that, I mean, like, I I don't know what what type of insurance she had or the apartment complex has, but they, you know, as a homeowner, there's different insurance policies out there, like, that can reimburse you for things that are inside of your home. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Her insurance is going to reimburse her, but um, she still has to pay a deductible. Correct. Mm -hmm. Um, She still has to, like, leave her home to go stay in a hotel yeah until things yeah, i was just talking about from the aspect of so stuff that was damaged yeah 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 i oh, mean yeah, that's yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i mean that's 100 percent. i mean that all of those things you said i mean is a part of what happens when you know something like that happens in your home but i was just speaking from the aspect of like 
she can't get exactly the you know the garment that she had but she could at least you know get fine like get maybe the cost of how much it was the cost of things that were damaged inside of her home she should be able to get a check for those she things would. yeah so that's what i was just saying so i mean yeah, that's one good thing and that's why insurance is very very important i mean it's it's something that uh I'm a very proponent of is, is yes. having insurance really on on any and everything. Like I'm building houses. Like I was this morning, I was texting my builder because mm-hmm. um, we have a, a house that we're building in Norfolk right now, and you know he was texting me about insurances and what coverages we have and stuff. And you know we had a. Uh, some small miscellaneous stuff stolen, he said, from the site. So, you know, just trying to make sure that we're good and all that and just kind of having conversations and, you know, who do you have your insurance through? Do you have this coverage, blah, blah, blah? Just, you know, that stuff is very, very, very important, man. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even when um, I think my one of my tenants, they didn't have renter's insurance. And so when we renewed the leases because they had – we originally we were using the original lease from the last um, landlord. And so – once that lease expired, then I implemented my leases, and uh, and there it basically you know kind of lets them know like hey, you should get renters insurance. You're not required to, but you know it's something important. And so yeah, when they saw that, they called me immediately like, how do I get this renters insurance? Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, they, yeah. it was almost mm-hmm. like they didn't even know about it. You yeah, know? yeah. So they ended up getting it, and they called me and was like, we got renters insurance. I said, okay. That's good for you. That's cool. That's all right. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So, um, what about you? What else you had going on this this week? I know we kind of talked about your weekend. You mentioned so uh, we uh, we have a Feeny on Tuesday. Um, I think that was their last. Is that their last? Was that their last? See, day? I thought it was their last one, but I know that they when we were there, they said they had one more week left. So oh, okay. yeah, yeah, they got one more week left. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. So potentially, you know, one more week. But I for, I went in thinking that it was the last week. So I tried to make it, you know, my intention to be there. Yeah. Um. Then Monday we had uh, the, a volleyball parent meeting. Okay. And you know how the school is. They want you to pay for everything. So oh, yeah. Yeah. we get there. They're like, this costs this. This costs that. This costs this. You got to buy that. They got to have this. I'm like, listen. Y'all could have saved this meeting until later in the in the season. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but seriously though, we went through, got everything, bought. They, we had to get new shorts. They wouldn't allow the girls to have Nike Pros. I was like, what? Like, why do I have to get Champion <laughs> version? Like, I should be able to get whatever brand I want. So mm-hmm. they said no to that. Um, but we bought the uniforms. We bought the parent shirts. Maya wanted to get like this custom cup made, but I didn't go with that. I was like, "Girl, we got enough water bottles at home. We got too many water bottles at home." I was like, oh, "We don't need another one." Like, I was like, "You barely even want to wash the water bottles that we have," and she has this bad habit of using a water bottle. Mm-hmm. And you know how like water bottles are kind of hard to to wash. So you yeah. have to buy those long little things. And, yeah. And so what she'll do is she'll like constantly set them by the sink. And then they can go like a week without being washed because she's like, oh, they're soaking. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. nah. So I told her, I was like, no, we don't need any more water bottles. We're done. Yeah, we have a whole <laughs> bunch. I'm just funny. We, um, at my son's game, you know, he has, you know, we take a water yeah. bottle, you know, so he can drink, you know, obviously during, yeah. you know, the game or whatever. And mm-hmm. so it's funny because um, I think it was a couple weeks ago, like his teammates, like I want to say four of them had the exact same water bottle. So it was like, 
I remember they didn't know whose was what. So they came to the bitch. It was looking like, is it, it like looking or whatever? So I was like, you know what? I was like, nah, I'm going to hold your bottle. So you got to come to me during the game so you don't get yeah. confused with drinking. And it was funny. Or write his name. Yeah, exactly. It, exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. And so it was just it was just funny to see, like, I mean, every, all the parents yeah. had the right, because it was, you know, it had, had the same Y'all mindset. Had the same mindset, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> when it came to the water bottle. And then this past week, speaking of water bottles, we have a whole bunch of them, like you said. Speaking of this, like, after the game, as I mentioned to you, and mentioned before, just in general, like, you know, the kids will go crazy for the snacks, you know, the juices and all that. Mm-hmm. So my son left his water bottle at the game. So we had noticed when we got home, we were like, hold on, we forgot to get the water bottle. Or he did, because that's really his responsibility to make sure he, mm-hmm. you know, he, t- he takes it and yeah. brings it home. And so we were like, man, we got a whole bunch of them. So, hey, just, you know, it's a lost cause. We're not going to turn them back around and go all the way back there to get it. So. Yeah, bro, listen, I be throwing away water bottles. I ain't going to lie to you. Yeah, yeah. I throw them away. Because, yeah. I mean, especially like, I try to tell my kids don't put juice in water bottles because mm-hmm. once the, one they already hard to clean. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you have the ones that are metal on the inside mm-hmm. and they keep the the water cold, mm-hmm. after a while, I don't know about you, but ours, it, it starts to smell like metal. Like you can, it, mm-hmm. it has a, uh, a yeah, smell to it. I don't even yeah. know yeah. like what that is or why it does that. I've never researched it, but if it gets like that. And I bleached it and done all things, and it, and it just keep going back to that smell. I yeah. just throw it away. Throw it away. Yeah. 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 All right. So, um, outside of that, I mean, only – oh, let me tell you. I forgot. Let me tell you guys about this. So, I had a, one of the contracts that I got last weekend. The buyer was buying a home that had solar, a, a solar panel loan. I guess the sellers – at some point, <laughs> wanted to add solar panels to their property in order to get a tax break, one, and then two, to reduce their energy bill, which is great, right? But when it comes time... Hit the table. Make it, oh, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, microphone. But when it comes time for you to get ready and sell the property, you have this outstanding loan, and unless you have the money to pay the loan in full, typically, it has to go to the buyer. Well, <laughs> the buyer had initially agreed to take on the responsibility of the loan. She was like, oh, $147 a month. I can handle that because in her mind, if she's going to have a $0, you know, electricity bill and potentially even get costs cut from her gas bill, that's a win-win situation for her, yeah. right? So, later on in the process, you know, one of the things that she had to do was get the terms of this inter- this uh, solar panel loan. And when she got a chance to review it, she didn't agree. So, she ended up terminating the contract because of it. But, long story short is, is when you're out there and you're looking at a property, you just want to make sure that you know the terms of this solar p- panel loan and make sure that the outstanding balance that is owed and the purchase price of the property that you're buying does not supersede the value. Because what ends up happening is you basically are upside down. You owe you owe too much money on this property and your home is not worth the cost that it, it um, takes to pay off the loan and to to uh, pay off the, 
the home itself. So yeah, yeah, that's I mean that's just, big, man. Yeah, I, I it know was, it was a crazy situation, and then the the sellers was able to get the tax benefit, but when you sell it, she does the the new buyer doesn't get the tax benefit that mm-hmm. you get at the beginning of the transaction. So it's just kind of like one of those things where the buyer just was like, yeah, this ain't for me. I'm gonna try to find something else, and I'm not gonna lie to you. For us, you know. We can't really advise when it comes to that type of decision. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If, if you want the solar panel, we have to allow you to make that decision. But I remember getting it, and I was like, are you sure you want this? You know, you want to take on this loan? She was like, yeah, Miss Sophia. I said, okay. And, you know, you keep it moving, but it was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of money yeah. that she was, you know, obligated to pay, and, I was just like, man, I'm so glad that you got a chance to actually sit down and you didn't just get the paperwork signed and keep it moving. Like, she actually read her terms and read the agreement and took the time to um, to get the knowledge that she needed to make an informed decision Yeah. about these solar panels. Yeah, those solar panels, man, I, I've been seeing um, those around a lot lot more lately, and I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm not a <laughs> – it's funny, it's like – it's like a community of folks who really, really are pro solar panels. Like my buddy, he just got them, and he's like was explaining to me all these, all this stuff, and I was just like, "Yo, that don't make sense to me, bro." Like I don't, like I don't. I feel like they didn't. I feel like he was almost like brainwashed. You know what I'm saying? Like I was like, I don't. I just think it's again. I, I know that you get that nice tax benefit Correct. for it at the beginning when you first purchase it. Them yeah, when you, you first get like purchase a them. Twenty six or thirty percent tax benefit. Correct. Which Correct. Is which is right. cool. That's cool. cool. That's but cool. It's but it's one time. It's yeah, not it's, every year. Yeah, it's a one-time thing, and You're then still paying on the amount loan. of money that you get, you know, <laughs> benefited from tax-wise, you're gonna pay well more than that in interest. In interest, and then in just in general, I mean, just how much the how much they cost. I mean, I've been seeing them mostly about forty, fifty thousand dollars for solar panels, depending on how big your house is. So, um, yeah. for me, I mean, it's just something that I don't. I, I I just I'm I'm old school I guess when it comes to that man. Give me my Especially, electric bill, give me my gas. I'll try to monitor it the best I can. You know, I'll turn the AC on, have it programmed when it needs to be on, off, exactly. whatever, and I'll just go that way. Versus like, especially if you don't plan on being in the house for that long. Correct. That's the thing. Correct. Because that because that's like when you're getting a solar panel, you're getting that type of that loan. That be your forever house. Yeah, like that's something that's attached. So like when you try to sell that house, it's stuck. Like it's something that's attached to that house and. If you don't have the difference in equity to sell and have that there, I mean, a lot of times people don't understand like that's money. Like from a, even from a selling perspective, right? If I own a if I own a house, let's say I've lived there for five to six, seven, ten years, and I have like I don't know sixty, seventy thousand dollars in equity, right? So I'm now trying to sell this house, trying to you know maybe make some money, maybe I want to move up, buy a new house, I got to move to a different area, and I have solar panels on my home. And let's say I don't know I owe thirty five thousand now as my balance left on my solar panels like that's cutting into my profit because nobody no buyer no smart buyer is gonna buy that house and not have that be paid through this that transaction of sale so I mean to me like hey I didn't pay my mortgage x you know for five six seven years I could walk away with you know fifty sixty thousand dollars because that's where my equity is mm-hmm. but now these solar panels that I got that I maybe was able to benefit you know, a couple thousand dollars on or for my bill, you know, for a year or two. Now I'm trying to sell the home. Now I got to 
you know, lose $35,000 because that's what I'm paying for those solar panels. So now mm-hmm. instead of me walking away with 60000 $60, for my proceeds from, from sale of a home, I only walk away with maybe 20000 right. Like, And that to me is crazy. Like, when you think about it, it like that, like, that's yeah. absolutely crazy. You know what it I mean? It is. And then, I mean, obviously, we don't want this to ever happen, but if you get into a situation where the market crashes and houses are below what the value is, you even, you're in even more trouble mm-hmm. because you got this this loan for these solar panels and when you get ready to sell nine times out of ten you don't either want you either don't want to pay continue to pay on something that's not yours or the selling your property is not going to cover both so that's right i'm, I'm with you on that i don't I'm, yeah. i completely disagree because now we live in a in a um world where you usually go through two or three houses before you end up in your forever house. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. unless you know for sure, like, without a shadow of a doubt, like like they say in court, without a shadow of a doubt, yeah, yeah. that this is your forever home, it does not make sense. Correct. <laughs> now, if you're buying a house that has the solar panels and you don't have to take event, you don't have to make the payment or that loan doesn't have to go to you, then it's a benefit for you because now you're buying a house that has some solar panels. You may not even have to pay an electric bill depending on, you know, how everything is set up with the, with the uh, grid. Cool. But to initiate it and for you to be the first, they need to, they need to have better benefits. I say, I believe that it should be like a whole block situation where everybody on the block get <laughs> mm-hmm. free energy bills <laughs> and, you know, you split up the cost of the solar panels amongst, you know, seven to ten people. Yeah. Then it would make sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I'm pretty sure that that little $200 that you're saving for your energy bill, it could be more if your energy bill was more. I mm-hmm. feel like they could probably get you up to, like, 500 You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. but they're not going to give you a credit. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, so... Yeah, so yeah, that's um, that's what happened to me this week when it comes to uh, work. But okay, I know that uh, you have your cigar lounge coming. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was something I missed. I didn't even mention earlier. Um, last weekend, uh, Sunday, me and the fellas had got together. Um, really daily, we had we're on a text thread, just kind of shooting ideas, going back and forth, trying to make sure that we have everything in place, um, you know, and just kind of, you know, make sure we have everything accounted for, you know, when it comes to the cigar lounge that we're opening up. Um, so, yeah, yeah, we met Sunday. Uh, we, you know, we, we, we smoked a cigar, right? So we got in our element, okay. um, you know. That's and when my, the ideas start coming to. Yeah, there you go. That's when the ideas laugh. start to start to come. Yeah, we was at my buddy Shao's house on his back. I don't even know. How, how do you smoke cigars? You said, how do you smoke them? Yeah. What like, you mean, how do you smoke them? Like, like what? Like, what? Yeah, do you smoke them like cigarettes? Um, well, I don't I, I don't smoke cigarettes. I've never smoked a cigarette before. You've never so. seen somebody smoke a cigarette? I have. I you never have, seen somebody I've smoke never, a cigar? No. you never seen somebody smoke a cigar? I, I can't believe that. <laughs> we grew up watching the I'm same type of music videos, all that. You've had to have seen somebody smoke a cigar before. Had to. They, but I guess maybe I never paid attention to the hand movement. I, okay. I know they y'all look like a fish, you know. The, <laughs> so you the, look like a fish? With the circle mouth. Y'all oh, like, 
okay. but I can't. What do your hands do? I guess. Um, I mean, you what? just hold it. I mean, you hold it. I mean, I, I don't think there's a, a oh, universal okay. way to do it. Yeah, you just hold it however you want to hold it. You know. <laughs> so if you want to put your fingers in there, if you want to hold it like that, I mean, you can oh, okay, really hold okay. it. I mean, because obviously a cigar is thicker than a, a cigarette. Okay. So it just really depends on how you're, uh, you know, what's comfortable for you. Okay. okay. But um, I don't even know where I was going with that. So it's <laughs> going to be a story. Yeah. So I mean, we just. Uh, <laughs> We, we, we got together and just kind of been going over ideas, talking about, like, you know, this VIP membership stuff, cost, you know, all the different expenses, the build-out, all the different new, uh, nuances that uh, we've been trying to kind of figure out. Kind of one of the issues with the bathroom, we were – the establishment right now, the way the way it's currently set up, it has a bathroom, um, and it's a relatively large bathroom. But we were, you know, saying, like, hey, should we, you know – cut this bathroom in half and make two bathrooms out of it or just having this one bathroom, is that sufficient? Mm -hmm. um, because we didn't want to lose more space because the space itself is not very big. So we didn't want to have to sacrifice space to add another restroom in there if we don't necessarily need to, Yeah. Uh, especially with the size of this particular one. But, yeah, we were just kind of going over all the different things. And we're excited. I mean, we're, you know, we're getting some contractors in there here soon to kind of give us some bids on some work. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we got the application was sent to us, so... We're going through that, you know, right now. But yeah, I'm excited about it, man. Hopefully, you said you're getting an application sent to you. What, what kind yeah. of application? Oh, because because uh, we're leasing the place. So oh, yeah, we have to okay, yeah we okay, have to fill okay. out application to to actually you know get a lease yeah. for the particular place. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you know we've already gotten that sent to us. We filled that out. Um, the people who they said they were out of town this week, so they're gonna you know review it next week. But um, but yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm definitely excited um, to see how. You know, that, that's something that I've always wanted to be a part of um, was to have like a restaurant, even though this is not necessarily a restaurant, we'll serve food, but just kind of have something like that that will, you know, hopefully be successful enough where it'll be there, you know, after I'm here, you know what I mean? Something I can get yeah. to my kids and something that they can kind of like, you know, have. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. Congratulations on that. Oh, yeah. I appreciate it. <laughs> appreciate it. Like I said, I mean, it ain't happened yet. So, I mean, we'll, we're just going through the... I mean, y'all, it sounds like, I mean... Yeah, I mean, we're doing a lot of upfront work. Just, yeah. You know, we've we, we been on calls with, with restaurants, consultants. The things that you guys have done so far, I mean, it sounds like it's going to happen. Only oh, yeah. that's going to hold you back is if you can't get your the space, that particular space, it's not going to hold you back permanently, but... Correct, yeah. That know. space, though, is, like, prime. So, we're, like... It's kind of almost in a situation where if we don't get that space, I mean, I don't know if we're going to necessarily do it right now. Because, I mean, that space is really what got us to thinking about doing it. So it's yeah. kind of, you know, it is kind of centered around us getting that particular space. So, um, but yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah, definitely looking forward to it. Like I said, hopefully, uh, you know, everything works out and uh, we'll get it. But we're definitely going to put our best foot forward. So we'll see. Nice. All right. Yeah. Well, that was... Uh... <laughs> a in-depth conversation about our week. So now yeah. we're going to jump into exercise your knowledge. So if this is your first time um, tuning in to our podcast, we always like to ask a mortgage-related question to see if you know the answer to the question. Um, don't worry, though. We'll, later on in the segment, we will reveal the answer. But today's exercise your knowledge question is, how many units can a dwelling have before it's considered a commercial property? It's a good question. Yeah. Yeah, get, get that question, yeah, too. Always, I feel like we always talk about, you know, what a single-family home looks like, what a condo looks like, what a, you know, duplex, quad, all these different types of properties look like, but we never really talk, discuss, like, at what point 
it doesn't switch over to commercial because for us we only deal with residential so if you know the answer to the question just hold on to it but we don't worry we will reveal the answer here shortly yeah that's crazy i'm sitting here looking at like group texts i'm in with other mortgage bankers seem like rates are doing very very well today i know today the 10th was something that uh, i know rates did very well yesterday mm-hmm. and i'm getting some alerts that uh pricing has improved tremendously so i got really? a couple yeah 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 i got a couple some examples people. in there um I mean, someone said they're doing five and three fourths on a VA. What? Um, but I mean, they are charging a point yeah, for it. But I mean, that's still really yeah, good. Yeah. I mean, you know, and so and they, they've progressed. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm after after this podcast, I'm gonna be locking some folks in. It's a yeah. race, man. So race yeah. is definitely doing good. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited definitely. to see that. Um, but yeah, that, like like Sophia just asked or, or not asked, but uh, brought up that question is a very very good one. I, I know a lot of folks didn't even know the difference or don't know the difference between residential financing and commercial financing. And so, you know, the amount of units um, on that particular property dictates the difference of commercial financing. Um, and also, you know, how you're applying, you know, if, it's, if you're applying in a, in a, you know, from a business perspective and a business name, or if you're applying, you know, personally, yeah. um, that also dictates if it's going to be, you know, uh, you know, residential financing or if it's going to be commercial financing. So yeah. It's a good question. Yes. All right, so today's topic, we're going to be discussing appraisal. And the reason why this came up is because, you know, with inflation and all the different things that are going on in the mortgage industry, um, that means that sometimes when we have appraisals done on properties, it can be a little bit different than what the original sales price is. So, for example, um, I had a contract that uh, was the sales price was 259000 I just got the alert this morning that the appraisal came in and it looks like the appraised value is 255000 So it's actually less than what the original sales price is. So when that happens, then we have to kind of come back to, to the table with the real estate agents and then the agents get together to come up with um, a fair solution amongst the uh, buyer and seller. So today we're going to talk about you know, when a low appraisal comes in, when a high appraisal comes in, and the different steps that it takes to come to um, a common ground and what that means for the buyer. So, um, low appraisals. Yeah, so I'll kick it off. First off, I mean, I think most folks at this point know what an appraisal is. I will, I'll, I'll talk about it real quick just so folks understand what that is. So, when you're buying a home, um, there's a third party that will go out who's a licensed appraiser. Um, they're going to go out and uh, take a look at the home, the condition of the home, and then they also have the uh, ability to see what the comparable sales are for that particular home. So they're going to be able to see what houses sold for that are similar square footage, similar amount of bedrooms, similar amount of bathrooms, um, and that are within about a mile radius of that home as well, right? And so they'll be able to give their opinion of value. That's an appraisal. Um, you know, and so you know, a lot of times a contract, when someone gets under contract to purchase a home, you know, they're basing that off of whatever that listing agent and seller come up with to put out there to say, hey, this is what we're going to sell the house for. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so that's their opinion. Right. So that's not necessarily an exact science. It's not an exact, you know, you know, anything. It's just, hey, based on 
you know, comps. They're kind of going, they're going to go about it the same way. A listing agent will walk around a person's house, you know, say, hey, okay, you know, this is, you know, above average, average, you know, below average as far as the condition of the house. And then they'll look at the sales and they'll say, hey, this is what I think you should list your house for. So from the buying perspective, when a person is purchasing a home, they're going to, uh, and, and the mortgage company that they're getting a mortgage from, um, they're going to have to get an appraisal done by a third party um, to give their opinion of value to make sure that the money that's being lent is based on what the true value of that home is at that particular time. Um, and so obviously with it not being an exact science, with it being several people's opinions, um, you know, to come up with a, a value, um, you know, there will be times where the home will come in low, right? So let's say you're under contract. Like Sophia just mentioned, let's just use 300000 I know that's the number I always like to use, right? Let's say the house is listed for 300000 but the appraisal comes in at two ninety-five, dollars right? Um, the mortgage company, we can only lend based on what the house is worth, right? Because it's, it's, it's not in our best interest to lend to what another person's opinion was on what they thought the home was worth or even what you guys agreed to terms for beforehand, right? We're only going to base everything off of what this third party is saying that they feel that the value of the home is. So at that particular time, the number one, I would say, likely outcome is that is that the buyer and seller then renegotiate to have that sales price lowered down to two ninety five, right? Because um, it's not in the seller's best interest to uh, try to sell the home to somebody else or go through the whole process, especially when, you know, the, you're already on the contract, you already had, you know, agreed to terms. You normally, when appraisal happens, that's one of the last things that um, typically, that result of the appraisal is typically one of the last things that happens right before you close, right? So you're that close to the finish line. Um, you know, obviously you may, you know, profit a little bit less than what you were initially anticipating, mm -hmm. but, you know, it's better to go ahead and go that route versus, you know, Correct. Starting that process all over again, and who knows, the next appraiser, if somebody's buying a house and getting financing, could come in, come in even lower than that, mm -hmm. right? Um, so just kind of running that risk that you know you don't want to necessarily go through that process and you know have to have that happen. So um, typically in those situations, the number one, um, you know, I guess course of action is to have uh, the buyer and seller renegotiate. Now sometimes I've seen. You know, a seller, let's say if that house had a lot of offers on it, sometimes a seller would say, you know what, I can easily call up this buyer over here who really wanted a house too, and they would be willing to pay, you know, the $5,000 to buy this house, right, out of their own pocket, right? Because even though the financing is only going to allow you to lend up to what the house is appraised for, you know, you could actually out of your pocket still make up that difference and still buy the house for whatever that agreed amount was at the beginning. Um, so it really just depends on the demand of that particular property. But you do go back to the negotiation aspect of the transaction and figure out what's, you know, what what common ground can you come with from the, or what common what kind of common ground you and the seller or the buyer and the seller could uh, come to when it comes to that. So that's typically what happens when it comes to a lower appraisal. Yeah. 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 So like Brian said, you got uh, you got three options, right? You could either walk away from the deal. You can ask the seller to reduce that price down to the at least appraised value so you can move forward with your transaction. Or if you really love the home and the seller is kicking back, you could actually pay the difference out of pocket yourself. So if it's a house that you really love, then like Brian said, if they sold it to you for 300000 but the value came in at two ninety five, you have the opportunity to pay that $5,000 difference out of pocket. So those are some things that, those are the three things that can happen 
uh, when that value comes in low. Now, when the value comes in high, guess what? You get equity. Instant equity, baby. Instant equity. Instant so equity. There's really nothing that happens in that in that um, in that situation. So, um, again, sales price is three hundred thousand. You guys are selling it for three hundred thousand, but the value comes in at three hundred and twenty thousand. Then that buyer just has twenty thousand dollars of instant equity, you know, on top of whatever you know amount that they want to put down, right? Um, and it's a I know great the listing thing. agent and the sellers. I know that. And typically, one thing I'll mention real quick, my fault, Sophia, for jumping and cutting you off. But it's I know listing agents and sellers, they don't get to see what the appraisal comes in at from the buyer's perspective because the buyer is the one that's paying it. Um, well, but go ahead. You about to say something? They don't. You're yeah, right. yeah. They they don't. They don't. I mean, obviously, they can ask you to get a copy of the appraisal. I mean, it's up to you if you want to do that or not. But you're not required. Yeah, but you're not required to do that. But I know the listing agent and the seller. If they were, if it was like known information in the transaction, you would you would see a lot of a lot of agents getting fired, or a lot of agents, you know, you know, sellers being upset with them in, in situations mm-hmm. where you know, because that's money that's being left that 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 seller could have netted. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you know, so if you are listing a house, the seller, especially if you're going off the listing agent's recommendation, mm-hmm. right? So if the listing agent is like, hey, this is what we should list your house for. And that you as a seller are trusting that, you know, trusting them in that. Mm-hmm. And, and the appraisal from the buyer's perspective comes in. It's different if it's a couple thousand dollars. I mean, because yeah, it's a Yeah, $5,000 Yeah, that's, that's kind of normal. It's normal. Yeah, but if you're like $20,000 off, mm-hmm. that's a lot of money mm-hmm. um, that's just being lost um, from, from a seller's perspective. You know, yeah. that you could have listed your house at three twenty dollars and, and netted $20,000 more, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you definitely want to... You Make know, sure you hire the correct person yeah. to kind of run the appropriate comps mm-hmm. that make sense to what your value may or may not be. Correct, so, correct, correct, yeah. I know that sometimes, you know, we do have agents that tend to put it on the market for a little bit more than what the comps show. Mm-hmm. And those things happen, and when they do, you may end up with a low appraisal, but you also may end up with, it appraising at value depending on what the comps show in that area. But in the case of the appraisal coming in higher, you as a buyer, you have instant equity. You're getting a great deal from the situation. Mm -hmm. You don't have to report that your appraisal came in higher to the listed agent Mm -hmm. or the the, uh, seller Mm -hmm. for that matter. Mm -hmm. And you walk away like... (laughs) You know, with a smile on your face, pretty much. <laughs> correct, correct. And again, just want to reiterate that, you know, appraisals are done for deals that you're getting a mortgage for. Yeah. So if you're buying a house cash, um, you're not required to get an appraisal, right? Because there's no interest, there's no third-party interest as far as a mortgage that is being um, collateralized to the home. Um, so you could ask for an appraisal, you know, yeah. obviously that's something that well, you, you can, can negotiate. You want done. Yeah, you yeah. could do that. But as far as something that's required or something, I would even say that's a uh, commonplace, mm-hmm. um, you know, when it comes to um, buying a home that you're not getting any type of, uh, you know, financing for, you know, then you don't need to get an appraisal or you're not required to get an appraisal. But um, when it comes to, uh, you know, you're getting financing for something, you know, you're definitely going to be required to get an appraisal you know, because you want to make sure that that home is worth what we're lending it for, lending out for. Yes, so, most yeah. definitely. Yeah. So I hope that that was good, some good information when it comes to the appraisals and how they work. Absolutely. <clears throat> All right, guys. So now we're um, going back to exercise your knowledge. So earlier in the segment, 
we asked a mortgage-related question, and we gave you guys opportunity to either think about the answer or research it, however you wish to do it. <laughs> Hopefully you didn't research it, though, right? Mm -hmm. Hopefully you just kind of thought about it just to test your knowledge, right? Let's mm -hmm. see if you know it off the top of your head. But today's exercise your knowledge question was, how many units can a dwelling have before it's considered a commercial property? So, drum roll. Uh, four. So four is the, the max. max when it comes to a home being considered residential, right? Yes. So you're looking at like your quadruplexes, right? That's a four-unit property, yep. uh, multi-family unit property. Going back to elementary math. There you go, quad, quad. right? Yeah, <laughs> yep, yep, exactly, exactly. Try three. Yep, yep, you know? yep. So it's duplex, <laughs> triplex, <laughs> yes. quadruplex, right? Yeah. yeah, those are the different terms for the multi-unit properties. But once you... Once you get to four, four is the max, you know, for residential finance. And then once you exceed that, then that's when you're looking at, you know, probably a small apartment building of some sort. Mm -hmm. um, and then that's when you're going to have to get commercial financing. And commercial financing is just, it's a, it's a totally different ball game from residential yeah. financing. Um, you know, it's a lot, just a lot of different nuances, a lot more skin in the game that you have to have mm -hmm. because of the amount of units involved, the amount of living space that's involved. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it's just a different beast in itself. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, that four is that is that max when it comes to you know residential and the five doing flips you over to commercial financing. Yeah. yeah, and then you know with commercial financing, for the most part, it's not you know obsolete, but typically you're not living in it. Either. Correct. Yeah, so. most times it's an investment piece. Yeah. you know involved mm -hmm. in that in, in most cases. Most definitely. Yeah. yeah. All right, so I hope that you guys learned a lot of information when it comes to the low appraisals, high appraisals, and when it comes to um, residential versus commercial property, but what you got coming up next? Um, let's see. Like I said, today's Friday. Today I'm going to definitely relax. Uh, my kids are out of school today, so oh. I already know. Uh, like my, a work day, teacher work day yeah, type of thing? Yeah, well, yeah, it's a teacher, yeah, teacher work day is exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah, so they're, they're out of we school. We this yeah. week or last week. Last week. Last week, yeah, I think I'm going to be saying week. that, yeah. yeah. Wednesday, we had a... A teacher work day. Yeah. yeah, so my kids are out of school today and Monday. Um, so what we decided to do is we're going to go down to the Outer Banks. Um, we have a house down there, um, our beach house, that typically the season for it to be rented is going to start here. Um, you know, beginning April, mid-April is kind of when, you know, that weather shifts and a lot of folks uh, book the home to stay in for short-term rental. So we typically try to go down there right before the season starts mm -hmm. and then also right when it ends so we don't, you know, affect uh, any bookings yeah. there. But so, yeah, this weekend, because of the kids being out of school, we, we said it was a perfect time to kind of plan yeah. um, to go down there. So today I'm just going to relax today, do some works, do some work stuff, obviously with rates being where they are. You're not, you're not leaving today? Um, probably not. I mean, we, we talked about potentially leaving today or leaving in the morning. Um, yeah. We haven't fully made that decision, but I think, you know, we're probably going to lean towards just leaving in the morning um, because yeah. we're going to, um, stay down there, like I said, until Monday. So we'll probably oh, just leave. Okay. Yeah, we'll probably just leave first thing in the morning today. Just kind of relax, pack. Don't feel like we have to be rushed. You know, try to get down there yeah. or anything like that. And Friday is normally a lot more busier on the road than it is like on a Saturday. So you know, That's we'll just probably true. go down there on uh, tomorrow. Saturday morning. morning traffic is going to be way better than the correct. tonight. Correct, yeah. correct, 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 correct. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, how long is the drive? The drive from here is like about an hour and a half, so it's not oh, long. Okay. Yeah, it's not okay. long at all. Yeah, it's not okay. long at all. It's nice drive, nice scenic oh, stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So we'll probably, like I said, I mean, 
I haven't fully decided. We'll probably head down there. I'm thinking most likely. I mean, I can be the one to make that decision, but I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be probably tomorrow morning. Yeah. Yeah, Based on how I'm feeling. Um, Yeah. So then, yeah. So that's pretty much my weekend. We can go down. Look at the weather too. I think. Yeah. Because I, it looked. Obviously, I didn't check the weather, but when I came outside, you know, I did the the finger test. And it looked like it's gonna rain today. Yeah. Yeah. It does like forecast to rain. Yeah. It does look a little dreary. Yeah. I didn't look to see. I didn't look to see what the weather's going to be today, but like yeah. you said, it does like an overcast day where, you know, you could potentially yeah. have some rainfall. So, um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much my weekend. We can go down there, man, have a good time. The kids, they always say, beach house, beach house, we want to go to the beach house. So, yeah. you know, they're excited. There's some places that we like to eat down there. Um, it's March Madness, so I'm going to be locked in watching basketball, you know, having a good time with the family running yeah. around the house and, then, you know, getting some stuff. I know there was... Some stuff that my Didn't wife wanted to. Did you say something about like this weekend is like MIAC or something? I don't know yeah. exactly what that is, yeah, but it yeah. has something to do with sports. I'm assuming. <laughs> it do, it okay. do, yeah. So here locally, <laughs> here locally, all my folks from the seven five seven. Um, there's a tournament. So I'm pretty sure most folks have heard like the CIAA. Oh, right? yeah. I know you mentioned I know Charlotte. That is, yeah, CIAA. That, that's new. Yeah, so CIAA is is it's the same same concept. CIAA is just the name of a basketball, the name of a conference of collective mm-hmm. schools, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, they have their their tournament every single year mm-hmm. um, at a particular place where all the different schools come to play in this tournament, and they would normally have like parties and stuff built around that. So it's the same thing here. Um, the MIAC is just the name of the conference, right? And so, oh, okay. you know, the MIAC conference has like – it's changed. I, I don't even know exactly who's in I know Norfolk State's in it. Um, that's one of the reasons it's kind of centrally located. You got like FAMU that's in it. Um, a lot of your historical black colleges are in. I know Hampton used to be in it, but I think Hampton went to another conference now. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have a lot of like conferences that are a lot of schools that are around this area. Um, they play in a tournament at the Norfolk Scope um, here locally, and so you know there's a lot of parties. Is that you know, where they have like the um, the scopes shows? that big? Yeah, I mean that's one of the places they have like the comedy okay. shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Norfolk Scope is uh, that's where they had the Kevin Hart show that I went to a couple months back. Okay. Um, but yeah, Norfolk Scope is a big centralized place. I mean, they would have like you know that's the one where like you said comedy shows. They've had wrestling there. I mean, it's a whole bunch of different stuff that they have there. It's one of our local hockey team, the Norfolk Admirals. Um, they play there at, at the Norfolk Scope. Okay. Um, so yeah, so this 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 starting actually it started this week, but this weekend it's gonna be like a lot of parties and stuff like that. Um, going on as well. Oh, um, yeah, I was 10 years younger. <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> me, me. I mean, I remember I went to the CIAA a couple of times, man, back in my day in Charlotte, and then I went to the MEAC. I would normally, like, go. The MEAC normally has this. It's normally an all-black party on Friday night, so it's probably tonight if they still have that going. I haven't been really keeping up with stuff, but it's an all-black, fr- all-black party on Friday night. That's going to be really, really good. And then they also normally have a day party. When you say all-black. Yeah, you, dress, you got to dress in black. Okay. Yeah, you, yeah, you never like you never like all white parties, all Listen. black parties. <laughs> you said all black. I was uh, on a whole other. Oh, like you got to be black to go there? No, oh, nah. Because <laughs> I ain't never seen an all black party. I, uh, I, all all white, yeah. Oh, uh, for real? No, all black party. Yeah, be all yeah. yeah it's all no, black parties too. I ain't never been to an all black party. Yeah, it's fly. <laughs> so when you said that, I was like. Mhm. Yeah, it's fly. It's fly. I guess. Uh, I guess because of the time of the year. Yeah. Yeah. It would be right. Yeah, I guess it's just the time of the year because it's not quite spring yet. So, you know, people ain't really out here wearing white like that quite oh, yeah, yet because yeah, it's cold. Yeah, so, the, yeah, it's an all-black party. The tradition is for you to st- start wearing white after what? After Easter. Easter? Yeah, after Easter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So since we're not quite Easter there, <laughs> yeah, they do the all-black party. And it's uh, 
it's normally pretty. I remember back in the day, it was pretty cool. And like I said, there's normally a big day party that they do on Saturday as well. So it used to be a good time. Like I said, I used to go out and hang out. And uh, but yeah, the meet should be fun. You should check it out. I mean, if you well, you're not nah nah. nah. <laughs> Okay. Oh, I'm not going out. Okay. I mean, you was out last weekend. I mean, or two weekends ago, was it? You went to Charlotte, you know? So, I mean, yeah. it's the same thing. Yeah. I mean. That's all I'm saying. Kind of. But I ain't, yeah. I mean. I mean, they got day parties and stuff. That's what I'm saying. So, it's not like it's like you got to go out and be out at 2 o'clock at night. I'm just saying they yeah, got. Yeah, nah, I definitely ain't doing that. <laughs> and yeah. then, you know, I would do something in the daytime, but I'm just good. Okay. That's all, you know? I'm just going to chill. I really. I'm looking forward to doing nothing, a whole lot of nothing yeah. tonight. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Yeah, yeah so. but that's my weekend. Like I said, I'm just going down to the, um, just going down to the beach house, man, and um, kicking yeah. it. Like I said, there's some things that, uh, some things like Brooke had bought some pillows and stuff that she wanted to put there. We did last time. We had went down there a couple weeks ago just to kind of check in. So I think she had grabbed some more stuff like some linens, some like, you know, bed. Uh, you know, comforters and stuff like that that she wanted to kind of switch out or whatever for the season. So, yeah, we're just going to do that stuff and relax. Oh, okay. Yeah, I um, I have volleyball tomorrow. My daughter has practice, and then on Sunday, um, we have uh, open gym, and then actually one of the old coaches asked me to come in and help out and coach um, for the YMCA season that starts March 25th. So, I'm going to go in there, check out the girls that, because it's, it, well, actually, it's going to be a co-ed team, and it is ages 14 to 18, so it's a little bit more experienced people, so we'll see you okay. know, how that goes, but I think it'll be fun. Okay. I've only co- coached volleyball once, and when I first did it, I didn't know what the hell I was doing, but now I feel like I've, after, you know, watching tons of games and... You know, that first season of coaching, I think this time around, I may have a little bit more feedback than I did before. And so, with them asking me to help out with the older kids, I think I'll learn a lot more. So, okay, we'll see. Cool. You know, see how, that, see how that goes. And then next week, I'm doing some pop buys. Um, I know that we have the town hall on Tuesday, which is great. I know that... Um, last town hall we had there were so many different changes so i think it's i'm hoping that this one will be a little lighter (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. that's what i'm hoping for on tuesday i'm getting me a massage too i got that scheduled i can't wait for that like i've been dying (laughs) to get a massage for a minute now and so i i uh i booked it on tuesday so i'm definitely looking forward to uh to to doing that i think i got like an 80 minute massage for my mistake so i can't wait can't wait for it. Well, that sounds exciting. Have oh, fun yeah. with that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. So, you know that we never like to leave without giving you some motivational words. So, today's quote of the day is, you want to take the honors? Sure. I think you found this one today. Yeah, yeah. I did. So, it says, do what you can with what you have where you are. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like that one a lot. A lot of times when it comes to things that we want to accomplish or things that we want to do, we always feel like we have to have certain, a certain this or a certain, you know, whatever to get started. Mm-hmm. And nah, you can get started with whatever you currently have. And as you continue to progress, you'll then you'll you'll grow. You'll be able to get more and more. Like you know, that's the thing is always getting started. Like a lot right. of times we'll just put off something because we feel that we're not, you know, in the position to start something because we don't have it yet. But no, you can go ahead and get started now in some form or fashion. And as you continue to to progress on that journey or whatever you're trying to trying to do, 
you know, you'll be able to obtain the things that you're trying to get to continue to further that push, you know, further that journey that you're looking to do, go you know, accomplish. So, right. yeah. Well, that's all the time that we have for you today. Please follow me on Facebook and Instagram at SKB underscore mortgage. Yep. And I'm Brian Royster. So it's Brian underscore Royster, B-R-Y-A-N underscore R-O-Y. S-T-E-R. And again, it's the Let's Talk BS podcast. You got to holler at us. You got to see us. You got to repost us. Um, all of that. Yes. Well, guys, thank you for listening to our podcast, and we will see you next week. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>